0: Tonight, tonight is going to be uh, really, really good because we're starting a brand new series called The Great Paradox, called The Great Paradox. And uh, I'm really excited about this series, but I know this, I know that for some of you, you hear the word paradox and you're reaching into your like vocabulary, language art sort of stuff. And maybe you've got kind of a loose definition of paradox. Maybe for some of you, you hear this and you're like, the great paradox? what? What are you talking about? Like, what's a pair? Like, I don't really know. Yeah, is a pair of socks, paradox. What are we talking about? So for those of you that may not know what a paradox is, or maybe you've got kind of a loose definition, we want to make sure that we're all on the same page. So here's going to be the definition that we're we're working with for paradox. Um, I'm not this smart, okay? I had to look it up online. uh, And so this is what I found online. It says this, paradox, a seemingly absurd statement that when investigated is actually wise. In other words, you hear something and it sounds absurd, it sounds kind of weird, it sounds kind of out there, it sounds kind of crazy, but, but when you dig into it, like when you start kind of putting it under a microscope and you try to figure out what this statement is all about, it's actually wise. There's something in it that's, that's kind of true. In fact, as I was kind of looking at this definition, I made up my own definition that's a little bit easier to understand, because these are some big words, and so I like small words and small definitions. So here's my personal definition for paradoxes, actually in your notes. Crazy, but true, right? Nice and simple. Crazy, but true. In other words, it sounds crazy, it sounds weird, it sounds out there, but it's true. Like there's actually some wisdom to it. And here's how you know when you hear something that's a paradox, okay? It's usually followed up by you saying something like this. Wait, what? Have you ever had those moments, you know, where your friend's like talking to you about something, and you're listening, and you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, what? Like, huh? Huh? What are you talking about? That doesn't, wait, oh no, hold, hold on, back up. That doesn't make any sense, right? Wait, what? In fact, uh, I've got a few examples of paradoxes. That way we're kind of all on the same page for what a paradox is. Here's the first uh, example for a paradox. It's by a guy named Yogi Berra. And he says this, he says, nobody goes to that restaurant anymore because it's too crowded. Wait, what? You know, it's like, hold on, wait, 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 hold on. Yeah, yeah, nobody goes there anymore. Well, because it's too crowded because everyone goes there. So because everyone goes there, well, no one goes there anymore. Huh? You know, it's like, it's like your brain like explodes. It's like, what are you talking about? In fact, for some of you, you're like looking at that and you're like, that's the most profound thing I've ever heard at church. That's amazing, right? Like, how'd you come up with that? Okay, so uh, buckle up because we got more paradoxes coming your way. Here's the next one. Uh, this is from Shakespeare. He says, I must be cruel to be kind. What? Like, when he, like, yeah, 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 I must be cruel to be kind. You know, cruel, which is like the opposite of kind. What he's saying is you have to be the opposite of kind in order to be kind. Wait, what? You know, like you start listening. but But when you start digging in, some of you have had conversations like this, right? Maybe you've had a conversation with like a pastor, maybe a conversation with a friend, maybe a conversation with a parent, maybe a conversation with a life group leader, where they say something to you that you feel like is cruel at the time. But the more you start thinking about it, and as you look back, You're like, you know, that was actually for my benefit. That was actually helpful. In other words, he was cruel, but he was kind. But cruel is the opposite of kind, but it was still kind, even though it was the opposite of kind. What? You know, it's like, that's what a paradox is. Okay, here's the next one. Um, This is one of my favorites. Uh, You shouldn't go in the water until you know how to swim. Wait, what? You know, it's like, wait, wait, hold on. What are you talking about? Yeah, you shouldn't go in the water. Like for safety's sake, you shouldn't go in the water until you know how to swim. But if you want to know how to swim, what do you got to do? You got to go in the water, but you shouldn't go in the water. until you know how to swim. You know, it's like, what? You know, it's like your mind goes crazy. And the wild thing is Jesus, Jesus actually got into this too. Jesus got into the whole paradox thing. See, there were some times where Jesus was talking to his followers and his followers were like right beside him and they were listening to Jesus and they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait. What? Like, hold on, Jesus. Jesus, back up a little bit. What? Uh, this is one time his followers were asking, like, what it meant to be a leader. And this is what Jesus said. Jesus said, well, the last will be first and the first will be last. Wait, what? You know, it's like, no, no, no. It's like, Jesus, uh, let me help you out a little bit. No, the last will be last. You know, like I've stood in line at Six Flags before. The last are very much last. You know what I'm saying? And you know what the first are? Well, they're first, okay? So the first are first and the last are last. In fact, the great uh, philosopher Ricky Bobby actually said, if you ain't first, you're last. You know what I'm saying? Ricky Bobby fans, anyone? No one. Okay, so Ricky Bobby Bobby said, if you ain't first, you're last, right? And yet Jesus said, no, no, no. If you want to be first, you got to be last. There's a paradox. Here's the next one that Jesus said. Jesus said, whoever wants to save their life We'll lose it. Huh? But, but he goes on, whoever loses their life for me will find it. What? It's like, hold on. Like, I don't get it. Jesus, like, I thought if I lose something, then I lose it. And yet Jesus is saying, if you lose it, you'll actually find it. It's a paradox. And when you dig in, there's actually some truth to it. In fact, a follower of Jesus by the name of Paul, he actually had one of these of his own. He said this. He said, when I am weak then I am strong. Huh? You know, it's like Paul, no, no, no. I've been to the gym before. You know what I'm saying? And when I see someone that's weak, well, they can't really lift much weight and that makes them weak. You know what I'm saying? And then, and then this other guy, well, he's strong and he lifts a lot of weight. And so we call him weak. strong, right? Yeah, no, 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 we call him strong. And yet Paul is saying, when I am weak, then I am strong. And on this one occasion, on this one occasion, Jesus actually gathered up his followers together. He got them all together and he said, hey, I want to tell you what it looks like. I want to tell you what it looks like to have a blessed life, to have a life full of contentment, like full of joy, where you have peace, where you're happy. I want to tell you what that life looks like. And as he began to describe this life, he actually used a lot of paradoxes. And so I want to look together at the first paradox that Jesus actually said. So do this, grab your Bible. They should be right around you, right in front of you. And uh, we're going to look together at Matthew chapter five, Matthew chapter five. This is on page 968, page 968. And uh, the piece of scripture that we're going to be looking at is actually a really famous uh, piece of scripture. In fact, maybe for those of you that haven't really grown up in church, or maybe you're kind of new to the whole church thing, you still might've heard of this thing because this was actually considered by many historians, many theologians to be the most popular sermon of all time. In fact, some of you know what it is. It's called the Sermon on the Mount, the Sermon on the Mount. At the very end of the Sermon on the Mount, the guy that wrote it down actually recorded that the people were listening to this sermon, and it was so good that it says they were amazed. They were in awe. It's like, it's like their jaw was like dropping to the floor. It's like they could not believe how incredible this sermon was. This is the Sermon on the Mount. But I want to tell you what happened right before Jesus spoke and actually gave the Sermon on the Mount. Because sometimes we hear about the Sermon on the Mount, we hear about Jesus teaching, and we think that Jesus like handed out some pamphlets and some flyers and said, hey, I got a good sermon. I want you to listen to this. This is awesome. You should check it out. But Jesus didn't do that. Instead, here's what happens. Instead, it says news about him, which is Jesus. This is right before in chapter 4. It says news about Jesus spread all over Syria. And here's what happened. People brought to him all who were ill, and he healed them. See, this is crazy. People came to Jesus and they were sick. And after being with Jesus, they were healed. People came to Jesus and they couldn't walk. And then after being with Jesus, they could walk. People that couldn't talk came to Jesus and then they could talk. People that couldn't see came to Jesus and then they could see. And so as you can imagine, large crowds are coming around Jesus because they hear that Jesus can heal. And Jesus is like this miracle worker. It says this, it says large crowds, big crowds, right? They hear about Jesus, big crowds from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, the region. Basically, everything around Jesus, people started gathering, and this is what they did. They followed him, which is what you and I would do, right? Because you and I, well, we've got brothers or sisters that are sick, or maybe it's like a, you know, my grandparents are sick, or maybe it's a dad or a mom that's sick, or maybe you're sick, or maybe you've got a friend that's sick. And so if you heard about a guy that could heal you, you would follow him and you'd invite your friends, and that's what they did. And so then Jesus looks out and he sees all these people following him. And this is what happens. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. And his disciples came to him and he began to teach them. In other words, Jesus gets up on this mountain and his closest followers are all around him. And he begins to teach them. And he, he opens his mouth to describe what is considered by many historians the greatest sermon ever preached. And this is how he starts it off. He says, blessed, blessed. Now, now, when you and I uh, hear the word blessed, we're going to pause there because we have our own kind of definition. Like we've got our own idea of what blessed actually means. In fact, for many of you, when you hear the word blessed, you think, um, all I see is dollar signs. Right? It's like, yeah, blessed. Let's talk about blessed Jesus. It's like, Jesus is going to make it rain, y'all. It's going to be awesome, man. I can't wait till Jesus talks about being blessed because I'm going to get a bunch of stuff and a bunch of money. And I want some of that. And I want some of these options. And so when we hear blessed, we think we're going to get a bunch of stuff. But that's not the definition Jesus had. See, this is what Jesus said. Jesus said that blessed meant content or happy fulfilled satisfied it's like deep down there was peace there was joy it's like you were so happy and i think for many of us the reason that we kind of confuse this definition the reason is because these are the things that we ultimately want right we want to be content we want to be fulfilled we want to be happy and we think that to be that way we got to have a bunch of stuff we got to have a lot of money we got to buy a lot of things we have to have a lot of options But Jesus says, no, let's not talk about money. Let's talk about what it means to be blessed, to be content, to be happy. And so with that definition, this is what he says. He says, blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Wait, what? No, 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 no. Jesus, what you meant to say, right? What you meant to say was, no, blessed are the rich in spirit. Right? Because when you're rich, you're blessed because you got a lot of stuff and you have a lot of options and you can buy all the things you want. And you can have all the things you want. In fact, he says kingdom, right? He says, uh, these people have the kingdom. Well, I don't know about you, but like I've heard of kingdoms and I've seen pictures of kingdoms and usually the kingdoms have a king and that king has like a gold crown. You know, and he's got a bunch of jewels and some gold coin. He's got all sorts of stuff around him. And yet Jesus says to be blessed and to be a part of the kingdom, you actually want to be poor. See, Jesus flips the script. Everyone thought to be blessed, to be a part of a kingdom, you had to be rich, you had to have a bunch of stuff. And Jesus says, no, no, no. (laughs) It's actually like this. When you have nothing, you have everything. Which at first, when you hear that, it really doesn't make any sense. In fact, it seems kind of absurd. It seems kind of crazy. But when you dig in, you find there's truth to it. In fact, I believe that in this verse right here is the secret to being content. In this verse is the secret to being fulfilled, to being happy, to having joy. But at first, when you read this, it doesn't make much sense. And so to kind of help you understand it, um, I have a little activity for us, okay? But I need your help, okay? So here's what I need you to do. I need you to imagine or pretend that everything you have in life, so, so imagine with me that everything you have in life all the stuff that you buy, all the things that you have at school, at home, you know, all of that stuff is like a box, okay? So, so like, you know, the stuff that you have at home, that's a box. The stuff you have at school, that's a box. In fact, to help you imagine this, I actually have some boxes of my own. Can I show you these boxes real quick? Okay, so here, here are the boxes, okay? So imagine, again, that all the stuff you have, all the things that you spend, time, money... Don't want to drop those. Time, uh, energy, money on our boxes. So for instance, for instance, pair of shoes, right? Well, this is my shoe box because we got to have shoes and I wear shoes and I wake up in the morning. I put on shoes. So you got your shoe box. Okay. So that's your shoe box. And, uh, and then of course you have your, you have your, uh, clothing box. Where is it? There it is. Uh, this is your clothing box and maybe you have some stuff from express. Maybe not. That's okay. But like you got maybe a shirt from express, maybe some jeans from express. So you got your like clothing Box, okay. So that's your that's your clothing box, um, and then, uh, well, you know, some of us some of us go running. So you have like your running box. These are actually my like running shoes. So I got my running shoe box. For some of you that have chacos, it came in a box that looked like this. So maybe you got your chaco box, right? Because you like wearing chacos, and so you got a, you got a chaco box. And uh, then, oh man, oh this is the good box. Yeah, the iPhone box. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't leave home without this box. In fact, I'm going to hold on to this because this one's super important. So you got your phone box, and maybe it's not an iPhone, maybe it's an Android, okay? But you got your phone box, and you hold on to this thing for dear life, and you plug it in all the time because it loses battery, but that's okay because you got your phone box, so you hold on to that. And then, of course, you got to eat. So you got your pizza box. Come on. Let's get an amen for for some pizza box. And then look at this. We got our uh, computer box. This is a MacBook Pro, and you know I work on a computer. Maybe you do some schoolwork on a computer. So you got your computer box, uh, and then oh come on now, that's right. Look at this. This is the Starbucks box. Don't leave home without this. When you wake up in the morning, you better have your Starbucks box, right? So that's good. Um, okay, this one. This one's really good. Some of you, uh, you like your Vineyard Vines box. Right, it's like a hundred degrees outside, but I'm still gonna wear my Vineyard Vines long sleeve tee. You know what I'm saying? Cause I have my Vineyard Vines box, and so and so that's what you wear. Um, obviously, you got your Xbox box. Come on, so you got you know you're playing a uh, you're playing your Xbox, and I'm still gonna hold on to this because that's really important. This is a great box. This is uh, this is the sports box. Okay, so. Um, yeah, so some of you, you know, you play football, so you got, you know, your, you, you got your football box. Some of you play basketball. Uh, maybe you don't play basketball, but maybe you watch a lot of basketball. You watch a lot of football like I do. I watch a lot of college football, right? So you got your college box, and then I didn't leave you out. It's okay. You got your lacrosse right here, okay? And then uh, you got your baseball Right here, this is the sports box, right? And, and there's other sports. There's swimming. And so you got your sports box. And for many of you, this is where a lot of time and energy and money goes. And so that's your sports box. Uh, and then, of course... You know, you got your God box, obviously. And this is, this is where, you know, when you pray, it's like you're opening your God box. When you spend time with God, when you worship, when you come here, it's like I got my God box and I'm really cheesy. Okay. So, <laughs> so, you know, how sometimes when you see uh, boxes, they have a little thing that says this side up. Yeah. Well, yeah, since it's my God box, I put this way up. You get it? Thank you. Okay. So, again, I'm cheesy. That's my God box. That's a, that's a good box. I'm going to put that right here. I'm going to spread these out. Okay? Uh, we're not done. We got more boxes. Uh, then we got this one. Uh, it's, it's, I don't really know what it is, but it's shiny. So I got my shiny box because that's a good one. Um, this is my drink box right here. This is good. Some of you, some of you on spring break, you had one of these, right? And you filled it up with Coke and Sprite, obviously, Coke and Sprite. So this is my drink box, um, right there. And then, uh, oh, and then of course I got another. You know, because you got a lot of shirts and so, and you got some jeans and stuff like that. So another express box right here. Okay. So, so imagine everything in life. Okay, everything in life uh, is represented in a box. And you, you probably have a lot of these boxes. Maybe there's some other boxes I didn't mention that you have, but that's okay. Okay. So this is this is your life right here. You got a lot of boxes now. Um, uh, oh, gosh, hold on. I forgot one box. There's one more box back here. I got I to gotta grab it. I don't know how I forgot this one. Some of you were like, I can't live without this box. Come on. I got my TV box. Look at this. This is my TV. And I'm just going to set it over here because that's good. So that's my TV box. So some of you spend like an hour, maybe five hours. You know, it's like, oh, my TV box. This is it's where it's at. Okay. so, So everything in life is represented in a box. Now, for, for a lot of you, this is kind of what a typical day looks like. It's, uh, it's Monday morning, and, uh, and the alarm goes off. So what do you do? You, you grab this, and then what do you do? You snooze that bad boy, man. I got a lot more to sleep, you know? And so, you know, you hit it, and you do that. But then finally, when you wake up, you know, you, you do this, and you're like... Come on, man. Why, like, why aren't people doing stuff, man? Refresh, refresh, refresh. Like, come on, people. I know I'm not awake, and I know I'm in bed, but I want you to do stuff for me, right? And so you're refreshing, and you're looking, and you're scrolling, and you're, you know, doing all that. And so that's how your day starts off. So you, so you got this. Well, then, then obviously, you know, you got to put on some clothes. So you got, uh, no, you know what? I'm not going to do that one today. I'm going to do, I'm going to do my Vineyard Vines today. People are going to love me, and I'm going to take some selfies. It's going to be great. So I got this, and then. Oh, it's so early. So I gotta have I gotta have my Starbucks box, right? I'm gonna Kind of do it this way and uh, and then I, I'm gonna um, okay I know what I'm gonna do i'm gonna I'm gonna go for a run today so I got I'm just gonna hold that right here so I got my running shoes box or for some of you you know you don't really run but you love running shoes so you wear those so that's okay and so you got you got your running shoes box and then uh, and then you know I, I'm gonna hang out with some people later and so I'm gonna have a little you know uh, drink box oh and then Uh, okay, I'm going to try this. Let's see if it'll work. And then I'm going to get my, oh, good, good. I'm going to get my sports box because I love, I love playing sports and I love watching sports and all that. And then you look over and you're like, oh, oh yeah, I got the God box. We'll tell you what, it's okay. I'm going to get to you soon. Okay. I'm super busy today. I got a lot of stuff going on. I'm sorry. I don't have any more room, but I will get to you soon. I promise. Okay. And then that's, that's your Monday. Okay. So that's what Monday looks like, and then uh, and then we're gonna put all the stuff back. Okay, so then it's then it's Tuesday. Your alarm goes off. Snooze that bad boy, right? You hit that, and then you f- refresh and you do all that. Uh, and then once you finally get up, you're like, okay, well, I gotta. I'm gonna, you know, put on some clothes right here. And then I wore those shoes yesterday, so I'm gonna pick up these today, and I'm gonna wear these shoes today. And then. Um, Uh, No, I'm not going to... Yeah, I mean, I wish I had more of this, but I don't, so that's okay. Uh, and then, obviously, I'm gonna get some Starbucks because I'm super, you know, I gotta, I gotta stay awake. And then I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna get on, you know, uh, get, get on here. Yeah, that's a good call. Let me get some of this Xbox right here because I didn't, I didn't play Xbox at all yesterday, so I gotta, I gotta hang on to my, to my Xbox. And so I'm kind of, you know, I got a lot of stuff, I got a lot of stuff. And then I really want to watch a little bit of TV, okay? So I'm gonna, I, I'm just gonna, and you know what? Okay, I know. Okay, there's my God box, and that's probably a good box. But I'm gonna, I, I just, oh, I don't have kind of any, any hands left, and so that's okay, because again, I'll get it, I'll get it tomorrow, and so that's Tuesday, and then Wednesday, Wednesday gets here, and you know snooze and refresh and all that stuff. And then you get this and you're like, "Okay, let me get my Vineyard Vines cuz I got to wear those and then I'm going to uh, I love my I love my running shoes, which is good. And you know what? I'm going to I'm going to do this today. This is good cuz I need to pick this up. But then, you know, your brother turns on the TV and you're like, Okay, just, I'll get back to you. Let me just, okay, I'm going to hold on to this. So I got, I got this one. And then, well, now that I'm doing that, it's like, let's turn it on ESPN. Let me get a little bit of, a little bit of that, you know, and so you're holding on to it. And then that's your Wednesday. And that's what Wednesday looks like. And this is what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying, when you're poor, you don't have these boxes. So this box, you don't have that one. You don't have this one. You don't have this one. You don't have these. You don't have this one. Um, You do have this one. But you don't have this one. And you don't have this one but we're just going to kind of move this over to the side because that's really big. So you don't have that one. You don't have any of these. And so, shoot, okay, and you don't have that one either, okay. <laughs> and so when you're poor, you don't have those boxes. But you do have this one. And so when you're poor, you're kind of looking around and you're like, well, I mean, I, get, you know, I don't really have any other options, so I'll, I'll pick this one up. And so you look at it and you kind of study it for a little bit. And, you know, you, maybe you're spending time with God. Maybe you're reading scripture. Maybe you're praying because, you know, there's nothing else you can do and you don't have any other stuff. And then you really start digging into this box. And then when you dig into this box, you find out that there's actually stuff in this box. You find out that there is um, fulfillment. In the box, you find out that there is joy. You find out that there is blessing, like true blessing. You find out that there is true life in this box. You find out that there is peace in this box. And do you know what's in these boxes? Nothing. Nothing. They're empty. This one is empty. This one is empty. And what you discover is that all of these things that you spend all your time and all your energy and all your, all your focus on, they're empty. But this one, this one's full. And what you discover is that when, when, when Jesus is my only option, I discover that he is my best option. See, when, 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 Jesus, when Jesus is my only option... I discover that he is my best option. When I'm not distracted with other options, when I'm not kind of, you know, put away by all these other things that I could hold on to, I discover that the one box here that I've been ignoring is the box that has all the stuff that I actually wanted. All the contentment. All the fulfillment. All the joy all the peace that when Jesus, when Jesus is my only option, I discover he's my best option. Now, listen, Jesus, uh, I need you to know this. Jesus is not saying, so take all these boxes and just burn them and never use them again and get them out of your life. No, he's not saying that. What he's saying is, I want you to realize that you are surrounded by empty boxes. You're surrounded by empty boxes. And the only box that has anything with it is this one. And it's been that way the whole time. While you were juggling all these empty boxes, there was only one box that had the fulfillment you were looking for. There was only one box that had the contentment you were looking for. See, see, when you have nothing but God, you have everything. When you have nothing but God, you actually have everything. Because in here is everything you could ever want. And all the things that you were juggling with earlier are just empty boxes. And that's why Jesus says, those that are poor in spirit, they get this because they don't have any other options and they discover that this is actually the best one. And so tonight, Here's my question for you. My question is, what empty boxes are getting in the way of your relationship with God? What empty boxes are getting in the way of your relationship with God? Maybe for some of you, it's your phone. And it's distracting you and it's kind of getting in the way of you spending time with the Lord. Maybe for some of you, it's the clothes that you wear. You spend a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of thought, a lot of focus. But it's just an empty box. Maybe for some of you, it's the Xbox or PlayStation or computer. And so much of your life goes into this box. And so much of it, you know, you, you, you hope that at the end of the day, it'll bring you some sort of happiness or some sort of joy or some sort of just fulfillment. But at the end of the day, it's just another empty box. So what is it for you? Here's what I want you to do. I want you to write down, because the question is actually in your notes, I want you to write down the top three or four empty boxes in your life. Just the top three or four empty boxes in your life. And I'm going to help you out, because I need you to be honest, okay? I need you to list out the top three or four, and this... Is one of them. If you have one of these, it's one of them. And you know what? It's one of them for me too. This is one of the empty boxes that gets in the way of my relationship with God. And I want you to write down the top three or four empty boxes. And again, maybe it's clothes, maybe it's stuff, maybe it's Xbox, maybe it's games, maybe it's sports. What are the top three or four empty boxes that get in the way of your relationship with God? And then once you've written down those top three or top four, I want you to look up at me. And here's what I want you to do. Here's my challenge to you. I want you to spend one day without those things. As in, 24 hours not using them, not looking at them, not talking about them. And and because I know you and I'm the same way and we like loopholes and we like trying. I also mean like you're not borrowing your friends, you're not borrowing your parents. I mean one day as if this wasn't even an option for you. Just one day, just 24 hours without the top three or four things. And on that day, on that day that you decide to go without, those top three or four things, I want you to memorize this verse. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. By the way, you could actually memorize that right now. It's actually pretty short, pretty simple, but I don't want you to memorize it right now. I want you to memorize it on the day that you give up those things that are empty boxes in your life. And so here's what I mean. Uh, On that day when you say, I'm not going to, I'm not, my three things are my phone and video games and sports, okay? And I'm not, I'm not going to go to those empty boxes, which means on that day when you want to look at your phone and you want to refresh and I wonder who's calling and is anyone texting and all that stuff, whenever you think about that, I want you to say this, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And if you see one of your friends that goes here um, and, and they say something to you like, Uh, I've been texting you like 12 times or I've been calling you. Why haven't you answered? Here's all I want you to say to them, okay? You can say this and smile and they'll know why. I just want you to say to them, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And then they'll know. They're like, okay. Okay, today's the day. So I want you to spend one day Without those top three things, I want you to memorize this. And then I want you to memorize kind of my, my shortened down version of this. Hopefully it'll help, help it stick. And that's this. And I don't need empty boxes. And I don't need empty boxes. And on that day that you give up these things and you decide to go without and you're trying to memorize, blessed are the poor in spirit for there's the kingdom of heaven and I don't need empty boxes and I really want to look at the TV, but blessed are the poor in spirit for there's the kingdom of heaven and I don't need empty boxes. Here's what I hope you do. I hope on that day that you pick up this box because to me it would not be worth it for you to just spend 24 hours without a bunch of stuff. The purpose of this is not to make you miserable and not to make you say, ah, I wish I had that stuff. No, that's not the purpose. The purpose is that on that day that your hands are empty, on that day that you're not carrying all the boxes you're normally carrying, on that day that you pick up this box. Because what Jesus says is when you pick up this box, you discover that you're part of the kingdom of heaven. And there is a king. (laughs) And that king could give you anything and everything you could ever dream of. In fact, that king is responsible for your fulfillment and your happiness and your joy and your peace. And that king loves you more than you could possibly know. And that king is actually here right now. And he loves you. And so on that day, I want you to give up these things. Pick up the God box and maybe discover for the first time what it means to be a part of the kingdom of God because when you have nothing but God, you have everything. Let me pray for you. So God, I I pray and I ask that you would uh, give to students the wisdom to know what, what are the empty boxes in their lives. And maybe for some of them, they're not quite being honest with themselves. Maybe they're not being honest with you. I pray that you would call out to them the top three things in their lives. And I already know what they are for me, and I don't want to give them up. I was even talking to you today saying, I don't want to, I don't want to give up those things. It's tough. But on that day that we choose to give up these empty boxes, I pray that we would discover that your box is more full than we could ever imagine. And our lives are more full. Than we could possibly understand when we decide to pick up the God box. So God, would you give these students the wisdom to know what are the three or four empty boxes that they need to give up and then give them the courage to be bold and to give up those empty boxes. And on that day, I pray that you would blow them away with what you have to offer to them. And I pray they would discover that the King is here, the King is among us, and the King is one that we can worship, who loves us more than we could possibly imagine. So we love you. And we ask that you would do these things. In Jesus' name, amen.